Today's episode title is brought to you by a band called Between You and Me and their song, Real World. I felt like this was a pretty fitting title, considering Joe and I spent a lot of time in this episode just basically daydreaming and talking about things that would never happen in the real world, or at least are very unlikely to happen in the real world. And a lot of this song talks about, you know, how they'll just deal with the real world when it's time to deal with it. But until then, they're just going to keep doing their thing. Hope you guys like today's episode. Thank you guys for tuning in to another wonderful, wonderful episode, which we say that every time, even though we don't know if the episode's actually going to be wonderful. So, True that. It, it is what it shit. is. <laughs> if it's not wonderful, then, you know, you wasted an hour, and uh, that was your decision, because no one forced you to listen, so. Could have stopped at any time, so. <laughs> oh, man. So, Joe. Me. Earlier this week, I went to the Apple Orchard with my mm-hmm. neighbors. Yes. And um, it was really funny because when we got there, we pull up and it's big. It's a big place. It's not what I was expecting at all. Mm-hmm. I thought it was going to be like maybe some like super local thing where you show up and there's like, you know, a few apple trees and you just like get up there and pick some apples and then you go on your merry way, right? Yeah. No. This is a massive massive farm place jesus with rows and rows and rows of trees of different varieties of apples oh shit there's different kinds of apples yeah tons of different kinds of apples they have like 30 different varieties of apples jesus yeah didn't even know that there were that many i mean i i knew that there were that many but like seeing them in person i was like that's like, a lot oh, of different okay. types of apples yeah made me want to try a piece of every single one of them though mm, mm-hmm. to like figure out what's actually the difference in all these i mean i know that some apples are more bitter tart sweet like yeah stuff like that you know but like i wanted to taste them for myself yeah which obviously i'm not gonna do because i'm not about to buy 30 fucking apples that's a lot of fucking apples <laughs> yeah that is yeah. So, I was kind of bummed in that regard, but it is what it is. Anyways, though, so we get there, and, you know, we pull up, and this was on a Friday afternoon. I think I said I went on Thursday. I went on Friday. Mm-hmm. Um, it was on a Friday afternoon at 11.30. Place is packed, and as we pull in, I was like, oh, there's a field trip here. Well, apparently that's uncommon. Because every single time my neighbors have gone before, because I went with my neighbors and their kids, uh-huh. uh, every single time that they have gone, there's never been a school bus there. Not only was there one school bus, though. Oh, no. There were six. <laughs> Holy shit. All right. And uh, that was a lot of kids. I was about to say, school buses fit a lot of individuals. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there were a lot of children there. And they all, like, went there and got lunch, and some of them got apples, and they have a a playground there, too, that the kids can play on. Mm. And there's, like, one big playground and then one big, like, haystack that's just got, like, bales of hay piled up, and there are Mm -hmm. different slides on each side of the bales of hay. So, like, the higher you climb up, the steeper the slide is, basically. Oh. Yeah. But, oh my god. I, if I, (laughs) I don't even know how many kids there were. Easily, easily over a hundred though. 
What grade were they? Like, just, like, little, like, little kids or what? They couldn't have been more than, like, man, couldn't have been more than, like, first grade. Holy shit. Okay. That's a, yeah, that's a like lot of little littles. Just kids. Yeah. Goodness gracious. For sure. So, anyways, we're there and, you know, we brought, like, sandwiches to eat at the, at the place, but you go there and you can also get like corn dogs fresh apple cider you can get Mm. sandwiches of their own Mm -hmm. uh you can get like donuts they do like their own food and drinks there too but you're also still welcome to bring your own oh nice so anyways we bring our own and i go and i get some fresh apple cider because like you're having obviously you gotta get some fresh apple cider yeah and then I also got an apple fritter, which oh. was very disappointing. Just throw that Aww. out there. <laughs> I'm used to like my apple fritters actually having bits of apple in it. This had it didn't? no bits of apple in it at all. It tasted like it was just fried dough with cinnamon. That's so sad. They're like yeah. an apple orchard. I was like, that's fucking weak, but whatever. That's depressing. <laughs> all right, continue. So, as we're sitting there and we're just like having fun talking, and it's kind of windy out, so. We wrap up eating, and of course, their two-year-old sees, you know, a slide in a playground and wants to go play, because that's, like, his favorite thing to do. Obviously, yeah. So, he just gets up and takes off, and just, like, runs over there on his own. Perfect. So, we're like, okay, well, we're gonna go to the playground now. So, we get up. I did not realize how many kids were there until we went to the playground, because oh, we geez. rounded the corner of this, like, barn area, and oh my god, I was... I was, like, concerned for their kid, and it's not even my kid. Mm-hmm. That is how many kids there are. And he is by far the tiniest person on this whole playground area. Oh, Jesus. But anyways, we're there walking around. I'm looking around because I'm like, okay, you know, the adults must all be teachers, right? Yeah. Oh, I need to date a teacher, okay? Mm-hmm. That's just what, it's just what needs to happen. Because so many of them are so damn cute. Just, I kept looking and I looked at, I looked at my neighbors and I was like, guys, there are some very attractive females at this park right now (laughs) supervising these children. And my neighbor's wife is a teacher and I keep joking that she needs to set me up with like some of her single teacher friends. Mm Mm-hmm. Which I would obviously never actually ask her to do that because that's just kind of, like, kind of weird, especially if it doesn't work out. Yeah. Um, but, oh my god. I was just like, what is it about women who are great with children that just drives me up a wall? Uh-huh. It's, I don't know what it is, but there's something about it where I'm just like, yep, <laughs> that, that does it for me right there. You, you got that something for sure. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's true. They have, like, this certain, like... I'm not gonna say motherly glow, because they're not really mothers, but you know what I mean? Like, where they... Maternal. There we go. It's, like, maternal. Yeah. And you're just like, fuck. That's hot. But also, at the same is. time, like... I mean, I know some parents can volunteer to, like, also chaperone, like, school trips, so I wonder if some of them are, like, the kids' actual moms, but... That is but, a possibility, yeah. too. Either way... Uh, they hot were hot. Moms, you know? It's like, hey, either or, whichever one. Yeah, yeah still works for me. I Maternal can, instinct I, is just required. I can be step-papa, so. Yeah. Step-dad. But it was funny, because they were like, Cam, like, which ones, like, which ones are you kind of feeling? Like, sh- you know, my, my neighbor's wife was like, I'll go over there and talk to them, and like, you know, then I'll come over and introduce you and try and set you up with, like, a number or something like that. I was like, no, we're not going to do that. 
Like, we're just not. But there was one in particular there who she was kind of like the alternative teacher. Of course. (laughs) Yeah. Like, she had small gauges in her ears Mm. and long, curly brunette hair. And she had, like, these thick black frames on for her glasses. And I was like... Oh. <laughs> just edgy enough for the workplace but like that's 100% what it was it's like she she definitely gave off the vibes like she is trying to still show that she's edgy while at work yeah but outside of work she's probably the type who's like wearing band tees and going to the bar and just like chilling and listens to the music I listen to yeah right? yeah yeah and so uh my neighbor's wife goes to the to the car to grab something and I'm walking with my neighbor and his kid, and we walk by that teacher, and I was like, that one right there. That is, like, that's the one. And uh, thank God they forgot, but they were going to, like, actually go over and try and make small talk and introduce it. I was like, no, we're not. We're not doing that. As we start to drive away, uh-huh. they're like, oh, Cam, we forgot to we forgot to introduce you to that to that one woman. I'm like, oh, they're like, wait, wait, it? we can go back and do it right now. I was like, no, we're not. We're not doing that It's like, sorry, we turned back here because my friend really (laughs) thought you were cute. Jesus, I passed away. No, I would literally die. Yeah. I was like, no, we're we're good. We're good. We we don't have to do that. Uh, No. You know, if if it's meant to be, then it'll be. And, uh... (laughs) Cameron, you just have to stealthily keep going back to the orchard every week. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Here's the thing, though. Here's the thing. I would go back to that orchard, though. I mean, look, not... Because possibly she'd be there. It was a school trip for one, so it'd <laughs> yeah. be weird that like a school would return to the orchard over and over again. Yeah, but it was such a cool little spot. Like the fact that they serve their own food, and you know they make everything fresh right there. They have tables for you to sit out, and if you want to pick your own apples, you can pick your own apples. Like they have bags available for you, nice. and you just buy. You just pay based on the size of the bag that you get, and it's oh, like okay. how many you can fit in the bag. Okay. But if you didn't want to pick your own, then they have a bunch of pre-picked bags in their shop where you can just go and buy that bag of apples of that type and then just walk on out. Damn. Yeah. But so we walked down a couple of the, um, a couple of the paths for, that are just, you know, orchard trees and, oh man, dude, so, so many apples. I was like, holy crap. I, I can't imagine how much it costs to like basically get an apple orchard up and running especially one of that size and also how much money they make when it's prime picking season here's the funny thing so lydia's uncle actually owns most orchards in genola uh where they live um so he owns like tons of orchards he even owns some orchards like in random like on a random mountainside but he, we were talking about this literally the other day because, like, it's picking season, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, and he has, like, a crap ton of orchards. And, like, I asked him, like, how much he makes because he owns, like, so many. And, you know, you'd think that it would be, like, a crap ton because of, like, how much fruit they produce. But apparently, um, it's regulated how much they can sell. And sometimes they're required to shake the trees and let the fruit rot on the ground because they're not allowed to sell it so you like also get a lot of wasted money or effort in that and then fruit trees take up to five well five years minimum to mature Mm -hmm. 
mm-hmm. to even start bearing fruit that's edible, like, or nice enough to sell. So you have to, like, not only invest your money and time into this, but you also have to wait to see what, like, the government in, like, basically tells you you're allowed to sell and that's produce. Yeah, I, if I was just like, like a what? thing or a state thing? I don't know. I have literally no idea. But, like, it's kind of fucked up because, like, these are, this is, like, the fruit that you're, like, you know, trying to produce for, like, you know, your job, like, your income. And they're like, yeah, let it rot on the ground. Sorry, you can't sell that. Anyway, so I thought that was what? super interesting. Hmm. I wonder if you had to, like, basically, you know, shake the trees and let shit fall. What if you just, like, kept it and then turned it into, like, Apple pie See, or that's what apple I said. That's what, no, I, I was literally like, I was like, so they're not even allowed to like feed it to animals. Like they can't like take it to like, cause there's something in Utah. Oh, yeah, take it to a shelter. Yeah, or, exactly. Like donate the food. They can't do shit with it. They're not allowed to touch it. That makes they literally no have to let to it rot and then like collect the rotted fruit and then chuck it basically. And I was like, what the shit? I was like, that is so weird. Cause you would never think, right? That that is a thing. I mean, you're, it's just fruit. Like, why is it regulated? Why, it's like yeah. literally just growing and you sell it, right? But no. So They're like, strange. sorry, you sold out the max lot of fruit today, so you just have to shake them and let it rot and what? good luck to you. Right? Yeah. Hmm. I thought that was really hmm. interesting to learn. I was like, shit, okay. Because he owns, again, a shit ton of orchards. So how much fruit is that that he just has to... Well, what I'm hearing is that we've already figured out what to do for season five, and uh, that is to do a hardcore, in-depth, deep dive on the the uh, orchards of America. On the orchard industry (laughs) in this country. (laughs) The fruit industry in general. Jesus Christ. See uh, see if big fruit is in control of <laughs> letting fruit The rot. man and, is in control you know, of the fruit. Why why does big fruit not want to help feed the homeless? Right. Yeah. What are they you, so afraid of? Could, we should make a documentary about it. And we could just like go <laughs> should make interview. A mockumentary oh my about god, it. we should. And we should like go and like just interview different orchards. And just be like, so why does the government not want do you, you to do you remember, like uh, feed the homeless? Do you remember American Vandal, the one about, like, it was a Netflix show, it was a mockumentary, like, crime show about the person who drew a bunch of dicks on the cars? Yes. We should do that, but with Oh, orchard. my God. <laughs> that would be so good. Because oh orchards is such a fucking random topic. Who wants to, like... For sure. Who wants to learn about orchards? Nobody. No, yeah. Nobody goes, like, oh, an orchard. Interesting. I wonder what the history of an orchard is or what the what the field of an orchard person looks like. Nobody but does I that. But I guarantee you there are multiple people who just heard you say that, like, yeah, orchards are regulated by the government and they have to basically waste fruit and allow it to rot and can't do anything with it. Mm-hmm. Who are now thinking, that's Shit. fucking weird. Right? Why is that? Yeah. That's what mm. I thought. I was like, what the fuck? Could you imagine being, like, an orchard person and you're just like, oh, yay, my fruit is finally growing. It's been six years. I've raised this tree from a baby. And the government goes, sorry, you can't have the fruit that year. Sorry, just shake it. Let it die. I would literally be like, fuck off. I'm going to eat this fruit. Sorry. Even if it takes me 15 years, it's going to go in my freezer. Jeez. You you know what? I want to speak more on, like, making a mockumentary about this. Um... But I want to do it after the break, because we're at a pretty good stopping point right <laughs> oh, yeah. here. So, as soon as we come back, we're going to visit this and uh, talk a little bit more in depth. Not necessarily about orchards, but just, like, show production in general. Because I have some thoughts. Sounds good. Well, guys, we've told you before that uh, 
whenever we take our breaks, we normally just, like, sit around and bullshit and talk about random stories that never make it on the podcast. And sure enough, that was the case again today, where Joe it told happens. me the story of how she saved a kitten earlier today. Yeah. So, Scared will you guys get to, to hear it? No, you won't. So, yeah. Suck you on won't that get one. to see how you'll see you hear it in the papers though. Obviously, it will be printed. Yeah, they're actually New York running, Times already grabbed it. They're so. running a news uh, story on the on the actual news about Josette mm-hmm. tomorrow. So it's getting overlooked by like it's replacing the Florida death cow right now. Um, is my story. So. Yeah, yeah, and the reason you guys yeah. won't actually see it is because when I said tomorrow, I mean Monday. So you didn't know about this until at least Wednesday, which means, therefore, you already yeah. missed the story. Exactly. And it's not, like, recorded or anything, so yeah. it's just going to, like... It's a, it's a live it's a live uh, broadcast, so... Exactly. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, maybe next time. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, though. So, back to what we were talking about before, which was, like, show production and how that could be a really entertaining show if we were to do, like, a riff on something like that. Yes. So... I am one of those people who just, I constantly have random ideas that I think are just amazing because they are, you know. <laughs> they are. I'm just a humble brag. <laughs> but it's like, you know, I'm like, oh, this would be a really cool show. Oh, this would be a good idea for a movie. Stuff like that, right? But it is so hard to actually try and get an idea brought to life, even though Netflix gets like a lot of shit because they're like, oh, Netflix will make anything. Cool. Well, you can't just, like, submit an idea to Netflix, guys. Just FYI. You actually, like, have to go to a company, like, an agent, get it sold, like, through them, have them take it to, you know, a production company and... Or take it to, you know, an agency that will fund whatever this production is. And then you have to get, like, the rights for it to get it distributed. A whole process. Like, even if you just have the idea... Mm-hmm. It is so hard if you don't know people or have, like, connections already established in some way from, like, something you did previously to just go from average Joe with no-no in the industry at all to getting a show made no matter how good your idea is. Yes. Which sucks. <laughs> it does. I wish that there was just, like, a spot where you could submit ideas online for TV shows yeah. and movies and shit like that. And then if it gets picked, you get brought on to, like, actually help with that. Or they're like, oh, this sounds like a really good idea. We should talk to this person and kind of, you know, figure out more of what they meant by this or what they had in mind. Like, what was their vision for this? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it's... I don't know. Because you either need Because Netflix does a lot of, like, book adaptations, so you either yeah. need to be, like, a fucking, like, brilliant author or... I don't even know. Like... Some that's, sort of wonky-ass storyline That's the thing. Something. I feel like the easiest way to go from average Joe to getting a, a show or a movie made is literally through publishing now. Where no, yeah. you write a book, and then mm-hmm. it gets popular, and then a company wants to wants to do an adaptation on screen. Yeah, because that's how To All the Boys did I've it, before, pretty yeah. much. Yeah, like, it was a book series. Mm-hmm. Then it got pretty poppin'. And they were like, yo, we'll make it into three movies. And then that happened. And then that made it... Oh, yep. Mm-hmm. Freaking Maze Runner. Lord of the Rings, right? Yeah, Lord of the Rings. Um, Star Wars was a book series. Obviously, um, I don't know if you guys know this, but the whole Fast and Furious franchise, that's a book series. 
It's published. No, I'm kidding, Jeez. Joe. I'm kidding. I was like, what the <laughs> shit? What is it? This Can you imagine one. a book Family. <laughs> family. But it's family. Every five seconds. Family is important. Family. God, Jesus that'd be, those would make some horrible books. They would. Actually, we should write. You know how some people write the books after the movies? <laughs> just like some do people that for... like tur- put it in Fast and Furious. We oh could just write God. it and just be like, oh, God. <laughs> That would be so bad. It is. Nobody would buy that shit. It's like, it's even hard to write a book, though. I mean. Could you you put tire screeches every five seconds? Screech. <laughs> Chase scene. Car scene. Jesus It's just Christ. like this shit that you would have to say and explain. I get that books, a lot of books are fiction anyways, as it is. Mm-hmm. But even, like, that sort of fiction still seems realistic. Yeah. Whereas if you were to talk about how... You know, this fucking Maserati drove at 70 miles an hour and shot out the 37th floor of a building in Dubai and then, you know, ended up jumping a 100 foot gap and landing perfectly in the window slot on the 23rd floor of the skyscraper next door. It's like easy club. (laughs) So it works. What's it? What's the main guy's name again? Dom. Dom. Okay. Like Toretto, baby. Dom drew the freaking book would like start off chapter one. Dom was in his car shop fixing cars. And then there's chapter two. He's like, he was in his car shop. And then somebody was all like, what up? And he's like, family. Like, you can't. It's just going to be fucking. It's just ass. Yeah. And then imagine trying to like. So spoiler alert, if no one ever watched the newest Fast and Furious movie. um, Mm -hmm. But Han, the Asian guy from like Fast and Furious three or four, uh, they brought him back to life. He didn't actually die in at the end of that one Fast and Furious. And just, like, imagine trying, like, four books later to reintroduce a character who was definitely dead. actually dead. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Those movies are all over the place. They are. I, I love really want to. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I've only ever seen three. Um, like, three of them or number three? Three of them. I don't even know if it was in order. That don't even try, dude. Yeah. Well, actually, I guess I, I don't know. Fast, Fast and Furious kind of does make a little bit of sense to up to a point to try and watch them in order. Mm. I really want to meet somebody who owns the whole franchise, like on DVD, like a physical copy. I want to know what they're like. Uh, I want to know who spent money. You have a friend who is like that, Josette. Is it you? No, it's Melissa. <laughs> oh my gosh, she owns all of Fast and Furious. <laughs> Okay. Well, that explains a lot, Melissa. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I will say, though, I'm waiting for them to stop making the Fast and the Furious movies. Are they so not? that they stop coming out with, like, new fucking box set collections so that when all of them are actually done and there's one definite box set, I can just get that. Yeah. Well, the only reason why they haven't brought back What's-His-Face is because he's actually dead in real life. Paul Walker? So at this point, yeah. yeah. So at this point, they're... Yeah. Just trying to see who who else they can do. Could you imagine a Fast and the Furious and zombies? <laughs> like, they just all are dead. And they're like, just kidding, bitches. We're fucking alive. Because the love of family, the spirit of family brought us back together. Jesus Christ, dude. It's like, have you ever heard of, like, Pride and Prejudice and zombies? Did you ever uh, I don't hear about think that? So. Basically, like, somebody rewrote Jane Austen's Pride and Prejudice, but made them all zombie hunters. <laughs> Because they're in, like, an apocalypse in, like, the fucking 1800s or whatever. 
I've never I st- I tried to start the movie and I've never read the book, but uh, Lydia's sister is apparently like obsessed with it, and I'm just like I could, I just don't <laughs> want to read that or watch that, but. I don't get it. Zombies are overdone anyways. Zombies are everywhere. Zombies, what was it? What year was it? Was it 20, like 17, 16-ish when zombie movies were fucking just yeah, everywhere? Like, because there was World yeah. War Z, Z and I'm pretty sure Zombieland also was like, well, yeah. it was a little bit Zombieland older than that. Two, but probably. Probably. And then. You got like all the Dawn of the Dead and. Uh-huh. And, I know uh, there were zombies in Maze Runner, kind like of. 28 days later, 28 weeks later. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's just like so many zombies. The Walking movies. Dead, of course, was massive yes. back then. Yep. Damn. Because yeah. there was a vampire phase too. Yeah, there was. But Twilight. where's Frankenstein, man? He's never gotten his light to shine. Like never. He's never gotten his time. He's just That's like because you're thinking of Frankenstein's monster, not actually Frankenstein. The doctor. <laughs> oh my god! Did you learn that fact from TikTok? No. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Why are those only two kinds of monsters that are usually just, like, really mainstream? Yeah, I... Hmm. I don't know. That's a really good question, actually. Like, what is it about zombies that... Like, have you seen Warm Bodies? I got, like, 20 minutes on Warm Bodies when it first came out, but I never actually fully watched it. Yeah, because it was just, like... I mean, it's a good movie. Mm-hmm. I definitely enjoyed it. Um, I mean, it was $2, so I bought it, and then I decided to watch it, and it's pretty good. It's pretty good, um, but it's with... Nicholas Holt. Yes, and the main chick is also in another movie that I watched recently, and I literally do not know her name. What, was it Diana She's British. No, okay, never mind. I don't know. She's British. Um, Hmm. yeah, she's super cute. Um, damn, I don't know her name. Um, but basically, like, there's a whole zombie apocalypse going around. Teresa Palmer. What is she in? Um, well, I'm trying to think of things that you might have seen, and... (laughs) Honestly, it's probably random, so just name Uh, Stuff that she has been in. A Discovery of Witches, The Choice, Hacksaw Ridge, Berlin Syndrome, Lights Out, Point Break, I Am Number Four. Point Break? I think that's where I saw her. Oh, she was uh, in I Am Number 4, too? Yeah, I didn't... Interesting. Really, she was in I Am Number 4? I'm gonna have to rewatch that movie. I'm gonna have to, like, get another look at her, because I... Even looking at her, I don't, like, fully remember her in I Am Number 4, but I think it's because I'm thinking of, of someone else, so... Mm. Um... Yeah, but basically it's just, like, it's, like, literally a movie, like, a love story between a human and a zombie. But the only reason why there's zombies is because it's, like, literally a sickness. And apparently it's curable with the power of, like, emotion for the most part. Because this zombie ends up falling in love with this chick and then he's cured because of his love for her. Fucking spoilers, Josette. Jeez. It's literally from, like, 2007, <laughs> I swear to God. Um, so if you haven't heard or watched it's not 2000 i think you're actually close i think it's like 2010 2011 yeah it's it was it came out when i was like literally probably a freshman in high school it came out while i was going to summer camp so yeah so i I was a child (laughs) or while Um, i was working at summer camp i mean yeah so it's probably like 2014 or some shit like that or like 2013 14 anyway um yeah dude it was just like i was just like damn because i've never seen zombies in that light because apparently the only reason why they eat brains is because they want to feel something because if they eat brains then they get the person's memories 
You know what I would love? Everyone's like, oh, what would you do if a zombie apocalypse happens, right? It's a real popular question for a lot of mm-hmm. people. One, I'm just going to throw this out there right now. My zombie apocalypse plan is very simple. Hide. Steal a yacht, steal a fuckload of food, set out in the middle of the ocean, and just, you know, make do with what we got till we don't got it no more. And then die. Yeah, I might, I might try and, like, go back to land to, like, try and restock up, but... We'll see. Just get a yeah. bunch of fireworks, put them on the yacht, go out and blaze glory. Put it. Put it. Yeah, you gotta get a fishing pole, and maybe a couple propane tanks, so that way you can, you know, yeah, have like a little grilling. grill, a grill of a fish. Sometimes yep. um, zombies can't swim. I don't think unless they start growing Here, gills. Here's the thing, though. So I would find it absolutely hilarious someday if somehow a zombie apocalypse did happen, and zombies are nothing like they've been made out to be in books and movies like watch them be hyper aware incredibly fast like smartest fucking beings possible that could be very interesting or watch them absolutely just veg out and literally be like sick people with like the flu and be like well i'm gonna just be in my house look and die boom right here we got another idea for a show slash movie the one where zombies are not what people have always thought that they are and then you'd get the people who are like, oh, this is so unrealistic. Like, zombies... W-. Bro, you are... If you ever say anything is unrealistic about a zombie movie, you never should be allowed to talk again. It's like the people... I know what you're going to say. It's like the people get pissed off about Ariel being black. And they're oh, like, wow, no, you're yeah, complaining no, about a mermaid yeah. being black. <laughs> it's like, it's literally a mermaid. I'm pretty sure they can be whatever co- fucking color they want. But Cameron, I just thought of this. What if we make a live adaptation of Plants vs. Zombies and it's just a whole movie of plants spitting peas at <laughs> the zombies that are going like two minutes an hour. Like two a live hour. adaptation of... of <laughs> just like... <laughs> boop, 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 boop. And you just can't... And you're like, fuck, will they get to the house? I don't know. Oh Throw a lawnmower are at them. Are you familiar with Little Shop of Horrors? I've heard of it. I have never watched <laughs> so, it. So like yet. the monster in that movie is a giant Venus flytrap. <laughs> I've heard of that. Yes. So I'm just like imagining giant Venus flytraps. <laughs> You're just... like, oh, oh. But Cameron, <laughs> you have to do it in the style of like those really bad, scary movies from like the 1950s, you know, like the giant spiders or whatever, with the people like running around oh and you God. can obviously tell it's like really badly edited. I think that that's the style of movie it would have to be. Actually, we should pitch this to A24 because they do weird ass shit. And we should just, <laughs> we should just throw it that way and just be like, listen... This is what you have to do. You have to make Plants vs. Zombies into a movie. Do it. Did, did you see the TikTok of someone ripping on A24? They're like, A24, how did they get their name? It's because a 24-year-old thought of all these fucking ideas for no. these movies and thought that they no, would be good. I, I haven't seen that. <laughs> but I have a friend, I have a friend who's, who graduated recently. Uh, they're a film major. And their dream is to work for A24. They love them so much. Because they're, they're like, they're just so weird and so random. And They do make some great movies, though. No, like. they do. Like, they're very well made. The, the story is like, you're just like, what the fuck am I watching? But they're yeah. well done. I think, I think they just like got a lot of shit after Bodies, Bodies, Bodies more than anything else. Oh, is they, did they do Bodies, Bodies, They bodies? did do Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. Dude, I need to watch that movie because Pete Davidson is in it, obviously. But like, I need I need to see that movie. Oh, I need to see a lot man. of movies. But it's like, 
I mean, okay, so just for example of some good and perhaps different or entertaining movies that this production company has done. Um, they're responsible for the the end of the Halloween trilogy. So they oh, did really? do Bodies, 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 Bullet Train, the movie X that is getting Bullet just Train? so much fucking hype right now. Damn. That's them. The Marilyn Monroe biopic, Blonde, that's them. Like, where the they crawdads sing? Shit. Where the crawdads sing? That's them. Damn. <laughs> yeah, I mean, A24 is a, a worthwhile production company yeah. for sure. Because they also did everything everywhere all the time or whatever the fuck everything everywhere all at once yeah all at once and lots Mm -hmm. of people like that one a lot actually yeah love that that was a very interesting movie in all honesty but so yes i mean they do get a lot of shit but don't get it twisted guys like they're they're pretty fucking good so fear street yeah oh they did fear street fear street Damn, that's a good one. Dude, we need to do, since it's so close to Halloween, we need to do some more horror shit. We need to do some more, like, watching shit and yeah. talking about shit. I feel like that would be really fun because, I mean, Lydia's not going to watch it with me. But, <laughs> like, for example, I need to go watch the new Jordan Peele movie. We should we should watch the new Jordan Peele, the um, one that comes out for the stop animation, and talk about oh, yeah. that. Because that could be really interesting. Yeah. Lydia idea. might watch that one with me since it's like yeah it's not it's not yeah it's not like a horror no it's like more of a thriller I and, don't know. and that's another thing I mean it's more in like that claymation style yeah so, so it's like kind of like children but in a creepy way like probably not and if so it's gonna be like whoa okay well who knows honestly who yeah. knows they can do anything nowadays but anyways though, so you were saying your friends like would love to work for A24. Yeah, that's like their dream company to work for them because they so just like... So you just need to pitch to them your live action Plants vs. Zombies. I'll just like message them on Instagram and it's like, listen, listen, listen. <laughs> so you're, you, you do film. You have a degree in film. What do you, how do you feel about this idea? You know what's funny is I, I don't disagree with your opinion of how to do that movie. But I think it would be way more hilarious if you actually made it so insanely dramatic. That would also be With just, fun. like, you know, the build-up with the music and just, like, really slow panning zoom-ins. So here's what needs to happen. It needs to be focused around a family, okay? Plants vs. Zombies is focused on a family, okay? Yes, because there's a, a family in the house that you're protecting, right? And, and the plants are protecting... The family, right? Because the zombies are, like, yes. closing in on the house. Precisely. Okay. So it needs to be, like, maybe, like, a really cottage core bitch who, like, really loves her plants and takes care of them. And then all oh, of a sudden, she could be, like, zombie. some fucking crazy scientist, like, plant lady. And then she could create some hybrids. sort of... Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then she could create them. And then she could... Because of the zombie apocalypse could... Uh, apocalypse could happen maybe something's in the air maybe and then the plants get like infected with a virus that makes them like grow weirdly and then they like come to life but not really and then she's all like shit well we can use this for something and then the zombies start to come and then she's oh she plants just like fucking rows and rows of these bitches and she's just like all around the house yeah exactly and then they're just fucking and then ultimately after like all the plants have fucking died, and the zombies have all been annihilated. 
she wakes up because she's really just been drugged the fuck out this whole time and notices she killed her family. And then that's the end. And then right there. end scene. Yeah. <laughs> Could be Can you imagine? <laughs> yeah. She killed her family with a lawnmower. Oh my god. Yeah, I'd watch that. <laughs> it could be fabulous. The jaws that would it. drop at the at the final reveal. You're like, what the shit? She's just been in a lab this whole time, and they've been like, you good? She's like, yes. <laughs> fabulous. Brilliant. Uh, Print! Well, guys, there you go. You're, you heard it here first. That is mine and Joe sets uh, live on the fly movie idea. Cameron... If somebody makes this movie and makes millions of dollars off of it, we have to sue them. We can sue them. Because, because we, we have, have to... we've like claimed that we've got our intellectual rights or whatever it is. Exactly. Like this we is literally out have in the to world. just like if they just copy our idea to like to the T, we just sue them for all the fucking money they made on the movie yeah. and then just hit them with that, well, this was published on this date twelve mm-hmm. years before you did your thing. Then you know? we got our names on like the production credits, then we have our in to the industry, and then we can start yes. pitching our ideas directly to the studios. And then we go to Netflix. Yep. Then we rack in the bills. Then we say, screw the studios completely, go straight to Netflix, and then we come up with our new uh, reinvented version of the old TV show Scare Tactics, where people just scare the shit out of their friends, mm-hmm. and then we scare all of our friends in a variety of Perfect. different ways, and uh, yeah, you know, that'd be... And then just... we become billionaires. Yeah, easy. Off of shitty ideas. I think it's Perfect. There have been people who have gotten rich for worse. There's people who make Twilight, Cameron. I'm pretty sure we'll be fine. The people, person, I think it was a woman, actually, who made Silly Bands. Oh my god, yeah. She made so much money. Those blew up. Yes, they did. Damn. Or the person who made the fucking Loom Bands. Yeah. It's, just, it's literally rubber bands. They. I mean... That's what I'm saying. People have gotten richer for way dumber Less. stuff. So. Yeah. But, you know. No, we is. really do. <laughs> Need to do. Guys, this is like shit. what Joe... This is the sort of shit Joe and I le- legitimately just randomly talk about day to day. This, I'm not kidding. None of this shit was planned. No. Like, none of it was. So the fact that we just... We're able to uh, flow so freely and easily off of one another. It's Not called brilliant minds, Cameron. You know, they they wouldn't understand. But. That's true. We have had like friends we've told stuff to before, and they're like, "Okay, you, you literally <laughs> just like came up with this like, like right now." Uh, I'm like, yes, yeah. <laughs> and people genuinely are just like surprised by the fact that Joe and I are sometimes able to just work off each other that well. Yeah. Very true, because people are like, I can't even think of anything on the fly. And you're like, okay, well. Yeah. Sorry about it. <laughs> Maybe next time, you know, just just go to go and take some improv classes. Which No, for real though. I don't think I Get could ever help. take an improv class. I think the only improv class I've ever taken was in high school, and that was just because I was in drama in high school. So it was just kind of like, there. You know what I was thinking the other day? I was like, I was trying to think of ways to go viral, right? Uh-huh. Just ways in general. And you know what I would do? 
as a way to potentially go viral. This is if I was a home ec teacher, okay? okay. Did you ever take home ec? Yes. So, cooking class, basically. Mm-hmm. I would... Did you see the video of the music teacher whose, like, shit went way viral for coming up with the Adams Family production for his for his school's musical? No. No? Okay, so this got, like, really big on TikTok. Mm-hmm. To where, like, you know, actual Broadway stars chimed in and sent, like, messages and greetings and well wishes to the class because they just, like, yeah. loved the class's reaction and how the teacher built the anticipation of the reveal for all of this. Because he built it over a week. Oh, like, shit. every day, he had a bunch of different musicals on, this, on, like, the board, and every day he would pull down, like, two of them. Uh-huh. And it was just leading up to him revealing what the school musical for the year was going to be. Mm-hmm. And so then it gets to the last day, and there's three options on there. And it's like, I don't, I don't remember what any of them are, but let's just say it was like Grease, West Side Story, and Phantom of the Opera, right? So he pulls the first one down, and the kids are like, yeah, because they did not want to do that one. And then he pulls the second one down, and they're like, oh, because you can tell some of them really wanted to do it. So they think that it's, like, this one, though. And they're still excited for it. And he goes over and he pulls it down. Oh, damn. And then everyone's like, wait, what? You know, and you hear all yeah. the kids. They're like, what is going on? Like, what is this? And then it, he's like, oh, wait, 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 wait. So then he goes to his computer and he uploads a video. Or he had mm-hmm. uploaded a video of himself having a conversation with himself live. Right? So, like, it's Damn. the video of him. He's like, dude, did you did you lose the musical? And then it's him in person. He's like, yeah, I, I don't remember what I did with it. Cuts right back to the video. Like, perfect timing with everything. To where it sounds like he's having this conversation in real time. And then eventually he, like, pulls up the screen that mm-hmm. the projector is on. And it reveals that they're doing the Adams Family or something like that. Damn. Um, oh, no, it didn't do that. It, uh, it slow played into the theme song that's what it was oh shit yeah and so the kids like lose their fucking minds when they realize they're doing the adams family i didn't know that was a play adaptation well they do anything i actually did know that because like 10 years ago i when i was going to school at texas tech um my cousin she was in a in a musical production at her school and it happened to be the adams family oddly enough so i went with my grandparents to her uh to her performance damn yeah um anyways though so he does that and yeah it just like went stupidly viral and he posts another video like of him talking to the kids and like the kids are just so stoked that it went viral he's like hey guys so uh someone wanted to you know say uh congratulations and give you their well wishes and it's like these famous broadway people and you see the kids are like holy shit (laughs) like you know these people who are like wishing them a good luck and he made a comment and he mentioned he's like now, guys, you know, no pressure or anything, but there are a lot of people who are well-known coming from all over the country to watch this show when it's ready. Oh, And damn. so they're, like, celebrities and shit who got really involved in this, and they are all, like, they've already talked to him and the school to come and watch these kids do this performance. Damn. Yeah. Lucky it's ducks. like, uh... Did you ever hear about the school that the high school that did the alien performance and they made all of their props with no budget? No. Oh my gosh. So these kids put on a production of the movie Alien uh-huh. as a school play and they had like no money for their prop budget. 
So they made everything, and it looked phenomenal. Damn. It went crazy on, on Twitter, I think, is how it got popular. This was just a year or two ago. It might have started on TikTok, but I wasn't hmm. on TikTok at that point. Anyways, though, went stupidly viral, and then the cast of the movie Alien showed up to one of their performances. Damn! To, like, congratulate them, because they just were blown away that the kids put all of this work into it. Yeah. And eventually, like, all of the kids involved in the production actually got a scholarship to some, like, theater school for college. Really? Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. So... I don't know, it's really cool when shit like that happens, you know? No, yeah, it's I'm gonna really have to send cool. you I'm gonna have to look up the video and send it to you though on TikTok so you can see the the Actual reveal thing. of it all. Yeah. Cause it, yeah. I don't know, it's just really cool. It's it's fun. I love when kids get really excited for that. But like that would be my kind of idea is mm-hmm. you know, if I was a home ec teacher specifically, because I love cooking and obviously yeah. like it'd be really fun to get a lot of the food celebs in on that sort of shit. Yeah. Where, you know, I would like want it to be, you know, I would try and, and intertwine um food culture with pop culture you know Mm. like social culture currently to where everything is so prevalent on on media and so you know i would like of course have you know do your typical things where you're teaching kids to cook and they're getting to cook but i'd want their end of year project to be like where they have to make a a video like a cooking Mm. video that either posts like youtube or tiktok or or some sort of social media platform and then, you know, the goal would be to, like, get that viral to where, like, a bunch of these pro chefs and whatnot chime in, like, send messages to the kids. Yeah. And then eventually they would do, like, some live cooking thing for the kids. That would be way cool, too. That so, would be way cool. Just but that's how I would try to get viral. It's just, like, do something like that as a teacher. And, because, mm. uh, I mean, who doesn't love when, like, the kids get really into shit like that? Yeah, no, it's true. I think any teacher, their main goal is to get the students excited about the subject that they're learning about. For sure. So it would be dope for them to be able to not only experience, like, some fun in the schooling environment, but also, like, probably the recognition that they would hope to be getting in that as well. So Mm. everybody Uh, wins. But uh, speaking of musicals, Joe, so I... Guys, I came up with a, a couple questions last night while I was, like, sitting around doing absolutely nothing with my life. And one of them happened to be about musicals. And I started to think about how, you know, a lot of musical adaptations are coming straight to streaming now. Like, Tick, Tick, Boom, that was a Netflix production. Mm-hmm. Um, In the Heights, it was supposed to be a theater release, but it ended up going straight to HBO because of COVID. Yep. And I feel like, I don't know, I feel like musical productions are actually getting more and more popular now. Like, uh, Bob's Burgers, the movie. For those of you who aren't familiar with Bob's Burgers, uh, yes, it is, like, in a a quote-unquote adult-themed cartoon. Not, like, in a sexual way, but, you know, it's just, like, they say shit like bitch, you know? Yeah. Um, but, uh, it is a very musically-based show. There is so much singing and so many musical numbers in that show. And they start the movie off with, like, a six-minute song and dance number (laughs) and it's fantastic it's fantastic and then the big plot reveal is done in a big musical number you know there are many musical numbers throughout it's basically like watching an animated musical that's really what it was nice Um, so i think it's like getting more and more popular with today's audience yeah and um so i was thinking i was like man what would i do if i made a musical so i asked joe 
And I was like, Joe, don't tell me this, but I'm going to ask you this right now so that you're actually ready for this because you cannot ask someone, hey, if you could create a musical on the spot, you, you just, you can't ask them that and have them, like, expect to have them answer it in a decent amount of time. So I gave Joe the day, and she, I have not told her my idea either, but I'm real curious to see, Joe, what uh, you would come up with if you could create a musical. What would it be? Um, yeah, so Cameron hit me up with these questions late yesterday, and I was cross-faded at Yeah, Joe was drunk when I did it. <laughs> um, so some of these answers I came up with did that you come night. Up with these while you're, oh, that's okay. That's this is gonna be interesting. And <laughs> they're shit because I reviewed them before we okay. started recording, and I was like, "Damn, all right, cool. This was something." Um, so <laughs> literally, the the notes I had in regards to the musical question, um, I was literally like, "They already have musicals on like STDs, on different wars that happened, you know, historical books." Uh, they have heritage-based musicals. They have creepy love stories because Phantom of the Opera is fucking weird. Um, they have shows about strippers, well, burlesque dancers, you know. They have sh- fucking Shrek is a musical. Again, everything's a musical nowadays. And yeah. I was all like, okay, well, what's one thing that you could make into a musical that, like, I would watch? Obviously, it's about lesbian porn. Obviously, right? No, that's exactly (laughs) what I was thinking. No, but basically, no. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Um, I was like, people whose ears just like perked up upon hearing lesbian porn. They like they were kind of like zoned out for a minute while they're working here. That immediately like, wait, what? Like, wait, what? And you're like, yeah. (laughs) So anyway, um, and I would be the main character. No, so um, (laughs) they. We have one friend who just, I think. Oh yeah, I just got a text that said Cam. Just tell her name a price. Name a price. I will pay for it. <laughs> I will pay for production. Um, no, so I was just like, dude, what if they made El Dorado a musical? Oh, my God. I was like, what if? But they made it hella fruity. So they were gay. And it was like a forbidden love thing. Because, like... You and the fucking road to El Dorado. Fucking love that movie. But also, at the same time... Elton John wrote the soundtrack for that. Imagine if he wrote the music. Oh, man. So it's a play that Elton John wrote the music for. We'll do Elton John and Hans Zimmer. We'll come we'll come we'll connect them both. <laughs> okay. That okay. will be the people who do the music. So it will be both oh, of them. Man. And Joe, then, can you for anyone who's unfamiliar with Hans Zimmer's work or who he is, can you just Real quick, let them know why he's a known name. Um, yeah, he's fucking brilliant. He did all of the Pirates of the Caribbean soundtrack. I'm pretty sure he also did, um, oh god, he does so many things. And now I'm blanking on all of them. <laughs> Anyways, he's yes, a well known composer. He's an incredibly well known. Oh god, composer. he's so good. Let me see what other soundtracks he wrote. Um, Hans. Zimmer. My man! Okay. Okay, that's not really what I wanted, but... Okay, we're gonna go back. We're gonna go back. Uh, sorry, guys. I thought Joe would actually have, like, been ready to answer this. You know, it's fine. It's fine. Oh, he wrote the soundtrack to Interstellar Gladiator. 
He was the soundtrack writer of that person. Top Gun. He wrote Dune, all the soundtrack of that, even though people have mixed feelings about Dune. The music itself was, you know, it's pretty fantastic. The I'm sure Lion King. I'm sure he's won countless Grammys, too. Oh, yeah. He's fucking just everywhere. He's so good. Um, but, yeah, he does. Oh, Jesus, I love him so much. He does a lot. Oh, he also <laughs> did uh, the Dark Knight soundtrack for Batman. Um, he just does a lot of cool shit. Yeah. So. So him and Elton John would write and, and produce John. the music for yes. El Dorado the musical. And it's going to be gay as shit. It's going to be gay as hell. It would be like a it... dream casting for that. I'm just curious. <gasps> Damn, that's hard. Like, or, well, not, I, I don't even want like your full dream casting. I want to know who's going to be Cusco. Cusco? Isn't that the, the donkey dude in Road Del Dorado? Am I thinking no, of that's something? The oh, I'm thinking of Emperor's New Groove. New Groove. My bad. I was like, what? Cusco? That's right. I've never seen Road Del Dorado. My bad. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know, dude. That's hard. That's really hard. Fuck. Okay. Yeah. That is a hard question to think of on the spot. So, but anyway, so that would be, that'd be your idea though. Musical of Road to El Dorado. Dorado. Just really fucking fruity because Elton John is is perfect. I mean, like, he's just like, he could even be the stage, like the set designer. Could you imagine how Elton John designing shit? The costumes would be This is going to be an expensive production, Josette. And Elton John has the money. Um, oh, so, so he's gonna, he's gonna fund it. He's gonna produce the, the musical, yeah. Okay, gotcha. He'll produce it. Gotcha. Because I mean, if he liked the role to El Dorado enough to like agree to write the score for the movie or the music, what if he movie, actually then, hated the movie after it came out? Then that's unfortunate. <laughs> what if he was the one who pitched the idea to make them a little bit fruity? You know what I mean? Metal people at DreamWorks were all like. Yeah, no, this is this and this and this. And Elton John was like, what if we make them slightly gay? So that's your way to get him on board. That's your way to get Elton John on board is to tell him that it's going to be a semi-gay adaptation. Exactly. Road to El Dorado. Because Road to El Dorado was already slightly fruity because Miguel loves Tulio, but Tulio is in love with another bitch. You know what I mean? Mm. So he can't have him, but it's his best friend. And so his friendship is more important to him than his love. So he just wants to see his friend happy. Could you imagine how dramatic a musical adaptation would be? It'd be so good. I feel like that's kind of already been a movie. Not gonna lie. Like, it's it been a lot of shit, Cameron. But it's never been two men trying to find El Dorado before. <laughs> what if they make National Treasure a musical, bitch? What if they make National Treasure no, you can't, a you musical? Can't make National can Treasure we a musical. can we get Nicolas Cage to sing? <laughs> can cannot make. National Treasure. Nicholas Cage would sing, though. He would agree to that. Oh, I'd be like, God. Nick, listen. I need you to pretend to. <laughs> Could you imagine telling Nicholas Cage, can you go to the stage left, please, and exit oh, from there with your map? God. No. Dead. Replace Nick Cage with John Hamm if you're ever going to do that. John Hamm. That would be interesting. Oh, my God. God damn. Uh, quick side note Have you been on on Brendan Fraser TikTok the past couple weeks with the production of The Whale being distributed and going to all the film festivals? Not recently. I was, uh, I saw a couple of videos when they first started producing, like, Man, production. I would get, like, so emotional every time I saw those videos come up. Because oh, he really? is the most, like, a whole kind-hearted person in Hollywood behind Keanu Reeves, probably. Yeah, he's, a, he's a sweetheart. His career never went anywhere after The Mummy because mm-hmm. he just got screwed repeatedly. And now suddenly he's back in the spotlight in this movie with Sadie Sink that is getting 
insane critical reviews for his performance. And people are saying he might win an Oscar for it. Yeah, they gave him, I'm pretty sure, a standing ovation for, like, a fucking long time. Yeah, like an eight-minute standing ovation. Yeah. 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 I'm just really happy for the guy. And you can see how much it means to him, because he gets so emotional in all of those videos. Like, every time. It's just, he, it's like he feels like he's not worthy or deserving of this, and is just amazed that this is happening to him. Yeah, but he was, I mean, he was a great actor back in the day when he was doing shit, you know what I mean? And then it so, sucks what life did to him. Yeah, I hope but, I hope that this movie does amazing. I think it will do amazing because so many people just want to support Brendan Fraser and yeah. want so many good things for him. Mm-hmm. And if this dude wins an Oscar from it, like, I will watch the Oscars if he's nominated just to see if he wins. If he wins. And I, I might cry. <laughs> Be like, oh my god, good audio, dude. Like, yeah. man... The dude's just awesome. Anyways, though, so I will talk about my musical idea. Perfect. Uh, The idea for my musical is centered around a woman who grew up in a rather sheltered uh, lifestyle. You know, her her family didn't really introduce her to much culture, and they never really, you know, went out to eat much. They would just, you know, if they did, it would stick to, like, the little local spots and and maybe do the fast food type of thing, right? So she never got to have much adventure in her life. And then after high school, she finally gets this opportunity to explore and find herself a little bit. And on this exploration, she travels to different countries and experiences different cultures and cuisines and falls in love with the food of the world. And my musical would take place on a woman who discovers her love of food through travel. And this whole new world opens up to her. And then... Because she is now so in love with this newfound appreciation for all the cultures and cuisines of the world, she, of course, has to hop on the Instagram trend and take pictures of everything. Mm-hmm. Right? So she got to take pictures of all this amazing shit that she eats and all these things that she sees. And then she falls in love throughout this process. Obviously. With her partner. Because she can be whatever the fuck she wants to be. We're not going to tie her down. She wants to love a woman, she can do that. She wants to love a man, she can do that. She wants to love an animal, she can't do that because we're not supporting bestiality, but, nope. you know, otherwise, more power to her. Yep. And ultimately, her desire to be so ingrained in social media culture causes a rift with her partner. And finally, just one day, after having to wait a little too long to eat their food because she needs to just get the perfect photo... Her partner loses their shit, gets up, throws the chair down, says, damn it, Tammy. Her name's Tammy, because that's the name I just came up with. Damn it, Tammy. It's either me or the food. I can't do this anymore. And he just gets so fucking hangry. And that slow ballad starts. That she's given an ultimatum. She has to either pick between the food or love. And that... That is uh, what would be the adventure. The pinnacle. Right, right there, yep. Of the That's, you know, don't know how it's going to end yet. Got to fill that out. Got to explore the options. But that would be my musical. And it would be a total comedic riff on the culture of people who are just obsessed with posting their food on social media. Because it even makes me feel awkward even though I love to do it. <laughs> yeah. Because I just love seeing the videos where people are like, there's always one person in the relationship who just wants to eat the fucking food, 
but can't because the other person in the relationship spends five minutes trying to get the perfect photo. <laughs> yeah, for real though. That's very true. But it's like a little coming of age story. She finds herself. She finds love. And then, you know, because she found herself, she's now struggling in her relationship. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because she's happy. But she's happy in two different ways. Yep. She has to figure out what she really wants in life. Naturally, I'm sure that, you know, she would not be ready to give up her influencer life for love. So she would pick the influencer life. And then, of course, over time, realize what a mistake she made. And then eventually try and win back her partner. So. All right. Some drama there. Some, what is it called? Closure. Yeah. Be something like that. So. That'd be my musical, though. Don't know any of the songs, how it would work. Not a clue. And you could call it The Impostable. Oh, God. My musical would not be pun-based at all. Damn it. (laughs) Facing The Impostable. Nope. You still got the pun in there, Joe. It's it's not going to work. Stole a pesto my heart. You kind of reached for that one. I'm trying to think, Cameron. (laughs) Anyways, so that was one of three questions, though, that I asked Josette. Uh-huh. And we're going to hit the other two. We'll try and go a little bit quicker because we're pretty much at our hour mark right now already. And we don't want to run too, too long for you guys. But we do have two more questions to get through before we wrap things up. Hopefully you guys are kind of thinking along as well while we talk about these. But Joe, my next question for you. Again, I don't know how the fuck I even just came up with this one. It was super random. But if you could talk to only one type of animal, which would it be? Unsha. Mm-hmm. And I did tell Joe that she could say dogs, even though if you say dogs, you're fucking basic. But, alas. Yeah, no, I pick cats. Why cat? You pick the animal that you're allergic to. Yeah, because the thing is, is that you could probably ride a really big cat. And I feel like it would be very interesting to, like, go up to, like, some sort of lion and be like, yo, bitch, we're friends, don't eat me, I just need a lift over to this place. And you could just roll roll up on a giant cat again i was crossfaded while i came up with most Bro, of these answers but just because you can talk to the lion and say hey don't eat me i just need a ride doesn't mean it's he not won't eat you eat but he but the lion would be so stunned and suddenly as to you are why now he has... so close to a lion that you can't even escape if it decides to hunt you down well true that but he'd probably be a little stunned by the fact that he knows exactly what the fuck i'm talking about and that i can understand him that he'd probably be like all right i'll listen to this bitch because clearly she's not human you know right like one of us right it could happen it could work out pretty well what so you're you basically like convince the lion that you're a type of cat as well basically basically what but- i do is I just collect a whole army of giant big cats and they can do my bidding. Like a mob boss situation. So you're going to take your ability to talk to animals and use it to rule over the entire species. Yes. Power. You know what? Power. I, I, I obviously have no clue what I was expecting for your answer to be, but I was not expecting it to go there. That is for damn sure. We could get rid of the mice population. I could start my own pest control company. You would get rid of the mice population and then fuck up the world's entire ecosystem. You would actually be personally responsible for the death of the world. But it's the natural way. It's not. 
totally is. <laughs> cats hunt small animals. You got a small animal problem? I got cats. Wouldn't you being the mob boss of the cats make you the prime target for all of their predators? Uh, no, because I'm a nice person. Who can only talk to cats and not their predators. I'm pretty sure cats can talk to other animals. I don't, <laughs> I don't know about that. It's not like it's like foreign language. Okay, but I do have a real quick question. Do you think animals in other countries have accents? No, I don't. <laughs> But wait, because, like, do you think that, like, animals in Latin America can't understand animals in the U.S.? <laughs> so, so like, American cats, they say meow, and Latin ones, they go... Meow. Meow. Listen. What if they're talking in different languages, and they just don't understand each other? Oh it could happen. God. I, you know, I don't, I don't think that's the case, Joe. <laughs> so you think animal I mean. language is just universal? Yep. They just all speak the same language? Yes. There's no 100%. diversity? Nope. None. Not yeah. even accent wise? No. So an <laughs> Irish don't. cat wouldn't go like, no, or whatever the fuck, like, oh, meow. <laughs> <laughs> you don't think that, you don't think that it is? Yeah, because I think if I went to Ireland and heard a cat meow, it wouldn't have an accent. They you know what I'm going like to do now, Cameron? I'm going to I'm gonna record different animals that I, different cats that I run across oh, in the, the different places that I travel, and I am going to mash them all together and then see if there's a difference <laughs> okay. in their tone of voice. You do that. I will. Thank you. Well, uh, my, my animal is going to be fish. Okay. Yes, because you see them everywhere. And no matter what, you'll always have, like, something to talk to or communicate with. You just have, like, casual, simple conversation. If you want to, like, fucking catch one, just be like, yo, bro, no hard feelings. You know, I'm going to throw you back. We're good. Like, don't worry about it. You know, go uh, go say hi to the wife and kids. Live your life. Could you imagine if you, like, went into an aquarium and you just, like, hear all the fish and they're like, dude, this is so depressing. Like, I just want out. It's like, please end my life. I don't want to be here. <laughs> Can you kill me? <laughs> Like, for the love. You know those, like, fish that, like, just stare blankly, like, in front of you, and they're just, like... Yes. Could you imagine trying to converse with it, and then... Imagine just, like, nothing a goldfish? There? That would be hilarious. You'd have to introduce yourself every, like, minute. Yeah. Be like, hi, my name's Cameron. You'd be like, oh, hi, Cameron. Like, cool. Hi, who are you? Oh, uh, hi, my name's Cameron. <laughs> oh, man. But, yeah, I would go with fish. I did briefly contemplate spiders. Oh, but that was more out of self-preservation. Because, like, if I see a spider crawling on the floor, you know, I'm obviously going like, to kill it. Bro, dude, but, go outside. But if I could talk to it, it would be like, dude. And the spider would look at me and be like, dude? I'd be like, yeah, dude. Like, what's your fucking deal, bro? You're literally walking across my floor right now. What gives? The spider would be like, bro, my bad. I didn't know this was your place. I'm just trying to fucking, like, get to this corner so I can spin a web. Be like, okay, that's cool. <laughs> Don't but, make the web too big, homie. But, like, are you gonna, are you gonna try and bite me in the middle of the night? Because, like, if so, I got a shoe over here that wants to say hi to you. And just kindly invite him to just go back outside. 
I definitely contemplated birds before cats because could you imagine Ooh, how I awesome contemplated it birds be? too, but I thought that'd get really fucking annoying if I it had could to, like, be. always hear birds. It definitely could be. But I was just like, imagine if like you could get crows to just like swarm your house and it would look like really cool during Halloween. Halloween. And then and then you could also get them to shit on people that you hate. Well, again, cars. though, just because you talk to it doesn't mean it's going to do what you want. But you can feed an animal anything and it's your friend. Just give it stuff. But not bread, mm-hmm. apparently, because wheat makes their stomachs blow up. Yeah, I heard you're not supposed to feed, uh, like, geese or ducks bread. So. Yeah. Yep. I've also heard that when I was younger, like, you're not supposed to give a seagull... Like Alka Seltzer or something like that, because it'll explode. <laughs> well, Alka Seltzer like probably is... like. I feel like that one's probably a lie. <laughs> You're technically not supposed to feed any wildlife any sort of processed foods. Period. I definitely fed some crows some corn nuts when I was at uh, the arches. Yes. Then the park rangers came and I was like, "Fuck, hide the corn nuts." <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, birds would definitely be an interesting one too, though. I also would love to meet the person who says, like, something like polar bears. Because, you know, they're not exactly prevalent everywhere, and I want to know why the fuck you'd pick a polar bear. Because the Golden Compass. Have you seen that movie or watched, or... No. Hmm. She rides on the back of a giant polar bear. So does the uh, the evil queen in Narnia. But it's like, she how often are you bear. actually going to encounter a polar bear and be able to use your ability? Yeah. You know? Or penguins. Like, penguins are, like, out there. You know what I mean? Unless you're at the aquarium and you see some warm penguins or whatever they're called. Yeah. Snakes would be interesting because then you could just be Harry Potter. I thought about snakes too, again, from a self-preservation perspective where it's like, dude, are you going to bite me or can I just like go on my way? You know? My sister just got a snake. Yeah, I saw. I saw it on her Snapchat. It was wrapped around her neck. Yeah. She was asking for name ideas. Yeah. I wanted to write her and be like, I got one. Put it the fuck back. <laughs> yeah, I got one. Return it. <laughs> um, okay, guys. So, last question. Before we wrap up today. Uh, this is the one that I was most looking forward to. Josette, if you had six months to come up with a restaurant concept that is fully paid for, like, someone's going to fund everything for you, where you could, like, quit your job, and just, like, spend six months perfecting a menu. Uh, what is your restaurant concept going to be? And if you did come up with a name, please share it. Yeah. So, uh, listen. And I think this is a million-dollar idea. Um, and I think that we should legit do this. Um, but basically, what it is, is it's churros. Um, but it's churros for every meal. So, for example, we have breakfast churros, lunch churros, dinner churros, dessert churros, okay? You have the breakfast churro. It's basically like pancake batter in a churro form, and you can dip it in syrup, okay? That's one option. Then you have churros that are stuffed with sausage that you can dip with other stuff in the same kind of pancake-ish batter, all right? You have breakfast churros that are just basically sweet churros, you know, regular churros you can fill with whatever. You can stuff your own churro and then, like, pick your stuffings, and then we can stuff the churro with certain things. Are all of the churros made out of pancake batter? Not everything in the breakfast section, but some, okay? Okay. 
all right and then you move on to lunch all right so you have your pizza churros okay and they have like little chopped up little things of pepperoni you dip it in marinara all right who does a savory churro nobody Nobody does savory churros. That's true. That is, yeah. that is true. This is, right? could be a new thing. Churros are literally just a shape. Just pipe it out of some fucking something and sh- shove it with shit. Perfect. Right? What, so what, have, is, what does churro roughly translate to? Does it actually have a translation? Literally no clue. Absolutely hmm. none. Um, but yeah, you have a pizza churro. We can throw in some fucking, I don't know, mac and cheese churros, bitch. Like, fuck. Fuck me up, right? You just have the different kinds of churros with the different kinds of dipping sauces, right? And you can just do that. And then you move on to the dinner churros where you have, I, like... I see your girlfriend sitting in back there. I want to know uh, what they think of, you know... They're the just blankly of, staring. Of pasta churros. What do you think of pasta churros? Pasta churros? Yeah. What are your thoughts on churros for all food... All food... But it's, but it's a pasta they, churro. Huh? They want them. They want them. Just because it's pasta, like, doesn't even, they didn't even ask for any explanation or more information. They shared pasta and churro and said, I'm in. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so, so what are your, some of your dinner churros? Yeah, so like I said, you know, you have, you can do like a potatoes and gravy situation where the churro is like more of a bready thingy and it's filled with potatoes and you dip it in gravy. Okay could be delicious you never know okay i mean you could move on i mean you could still have pizza during dinner obviously um but then you could have classic just mexican style churros where you could have like different sort of like you could have a chorizo churro for breakfast you know what i mean and then you can Mm. move on for like a taco churro you you know what could also work is if you did just like a plain churro but with different types of seasonings on it Uh and then offer dipping sauces per different thing yes and then of course you have the natural dessert churros which are just regular you have like the ones filled with caramel the ones filled with the leche you have the ones with Mm. cinnamon and sugar and then you just have all those things and so you have like a variety of options you like churro fries churro ice cream exactly you can literally serve it with anything but it's like churros for any meal of the day. Lydia, what Lydia. do you think about the idea of churros as a restaurant concept for every meal of the day? Um, you didn't hear his question, but what do you think of a restaurant concept for churros for every meal of the day? Speak into the mic. Yes, please share your thoughts. Full send, honestly. You know, Never know until got, you try. It's got to be nice to have a supportive partner like that. No, it is. It is very nice. Someone no who questions just asked. Hears you that it came from your mouth and says, "Yep, I support that." Exactly. Supportive partner is all you can ask for in a relationship. <laughs> that would be interesting, though. It would I be. Uh, would like to see that. I, I will admit. Cause a pizza churro, come on. Like. Yeah, it'd be interesting. It would. Yeah. Disneyland could profit off of my idea. Just gonna point that out there. Gonna put that out there. Yeah, suddenly, like, in a year, Disneyland has pizza churros at their parks. I will sue. You can't (laughs) sue Disney. They'll win. But. No, you could sue Disney, because they don't want to fucking deal with it, so you just settle with them. True. Mm Mm-hmm. They don't want to spend money on some stupid lawsuit. True. Especially if they know that they're in the wrong. Yeah, so. yeah. The only bad thing is that I, d- I I was trying to come up with a name, and obviously it had to be punny, but I couldn't come up with shit. Wow, you couldn't come up with a pun. No, because the only thing I could think of is like, chorizo, like 
churro and then usel but i was like that's just yeah, breakfast that's, like that's yeah, nothing that's, nah. and then uh, so i don't know hmm. well anyways uh that was interesting people please please text us your thoughts on what you think of Josette's restaurant concept because mm-hmm. uh, i would actually really like to hear what other people think about that one yeah as for mine uh so my restaurant name is uh pipapu okay perfect yep it's no p-i-p-a-p-o-u okay okay that's that's how you spell it and it is because my restaurant would only serve pizza pasta and poutine ah yes so you know creative got a little bit bit there and the pizza of course i feel like restaurants do very well with limited menu availability yes you know look at in and out chick-fil-a shit like that they have like four things on their menu and they make money hand over fist Mm -hmm. so i would do that and for my pizzas though you could make your own pizza and you would also have, like, just a basic cheese or basic pepperoni. But there would be, like, four specialty pizzas. That's it. You know? And then for pastas, I would do it, like, Olive Garden's make-your-own style. Mm. Where there are, like, four different types of pasta, four different sauces, and whatever toppings you want. And for one set price, you could pick one pasta, one sauce, one topping. Nice. And if you wanted to add toppings, you could add more. Mm-hmm. So that way, you know, people can just do whatever they want to with that. And then for the poutine... That would just, like, come pre-designed already with, you know, you can make, like, substitutions or ask to hold things out and whatnot. Yeah. But I was thinking about that. Like, I'd want it to be there where there's also, like, a little walk-up window where you could order or pick food up from. Mm -hmm. Because if there were drunk people walking by and they could just, like, stop at the window and order some poutine at 2 a.m. Yeah. You're going to tell me they're not going to do that? I would do that. And there would be, like, all sorts of wacky-ass poutine. That wouldn't be, like, the, you know, premier part of the menu at all. But there would be, like, six different types of poutine on there to serve everyone of all types. You, you have, like, your classic poutine. Maybe do, like, a, a mac and cheese sort of poutine. A lobster poutine. Mm-hmm. You know, get, like, kind of funky with it all like that. And uh, But, yeah, that would be the concept. We're just do pizza, pasta, and poutine. People could get whatever they wanted to. Lunch or dinner. And, uh, yeah, that would, that would be what I would do, though. I feel like, yeah. feel like poutine could have a decent market yeah, in the U.S. Yeah, the only poutine, at least place, that I've ever heard of in Utah, I think it's called, like, oh, crap. Like, unconditional poutine. Oh, crap. I don't remember what it's called. Yeah, no idea. And I think it's in Park City. It was it's in a, Park City. Yeah, it's the one truck. I'm pretty sure you were with me at a marketing event when I got it. Hmm. Unsolicited poutine? I was with you at the fair one night when you got mm. poutine. Yeah, maybe not then. Uh, but I got duck poutine, which is my favorite kind of poutine, but it's really good. Mm. And that was, like, the only place I've ever Because like... Melissa gave me her poutine from the fair because she thought it was too salty and then I ate it yeah, anyway. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. But, unseen poutine. That's mm. what it's called. I don't even know if they're yeah. still alive. Never heard of it. But, yeah. I don't know. I feel like that would be my concept, though. Give me, like, six months to perfect my pizza and pasta-making abilities. Poutine's just fucking easy as it is. And then, of course, since I know so many of you bitches who have to be, like, gluten-free and dairy-free and vegan and shit like that, don't worry. I would have options to cater to you all as well. Perfect. Love to hear it. We need support. 
<laughs> well, guys, that's our episode. Yes. Yeah. That was a fun one. We I covered a lot enjoyed. of shit. Yeah, I enjoyed our conversation. Uh, tell Lydia to thank their uncle for being an inspiration for our soon-to-be soon to mockumentary about the uh, big fruit industry and government and how they hate homeless people. So Yeah. Perfect. Start spreading the word. Uh, yep. Twitter, hashtag government hates homeless. <laughs> hashtag big fruit. Fruit corporations. Yep. Eat so. the rich. Yeah. Although, also though, like the government really does hate homeless people, so <laughs> it's actually very true. <laughs> so, whoops. Okay. Uh, well, uh, thanks for tuning in, guys. We will be back next week with another fantastic episode where I'm actually no shit to talk about because I'm actually doing social shit this week, believe it or not. Yeah, and I'm hopefully not doing social shit. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> <But> um, <you're> <laughs> no. Yeah. No, I am. Um, unfortunately, but anyway. Um, yeah, and remember, two can keep a secret. If one of them is dead. <laughs>